What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on today. They are a recording artist and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Juju Andin. Hi. How are you? I'm great, how are you today? I am doing very, very well. I'm feeling good. My day is winding up, but I am so happy to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a little nervous, and I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, this is my first ever interview. Like oh. I ever have with, like this is my first time getting interviewed by somebody who, and then and I, you know, I pay attention to, before I even get into anybody, I get into what they're doing and I look at I looked at your discography. I looked at everything on Anchor, and I see that you are just doing the thing. Like you're, I'm so like happy to see that somebody is willing to give other artists and reality stars a platform where they can like express themselves and gain a larger audience. And I definitely can applaud you for that. Like nobody's out here doing it how you're doing it, and I really appreciate you for having me. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. That really you're means. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, I, I just really wanted to have a different type of show for people to come on and tell their life stories, get to know them, you know, mm-hmm. share content, share what they're doing, and you know, not necessarily have to worry about you know what people are gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. That, and you know what? I'm not even finna sit here and cap. That's what. That's what. Like the thing that I'm on my mind, like, because you know, I had this thing in my mental. The fact that I was doing an interview with you, I had this in my mental for the past like two days. So I was just like, oh my God, this is my first interview. I don't know what he's gonna ask me. I'm scared, I'm gonna be like nervous and stumbling over here. I'm, I'm just like, so like, I was like scared, but you know, I'm a little, I'm trying to like loosen up, trying to like, you know, I'm just like, you know, happy. I'm really happy to be here overall. I appreciate you being here. Listen, this is all about you. We're here to, to um, talk about you. So you're in a safe space. Um, this is all about you, your life, your story, your journey, your music, most of all. And I'm just, you know, happy that, that you chose me to give your first interview to. I'm very honored and I'm very grateful to have you on the show. I'm very grateful for that you even decided that you wanted me on here. Like, this is crazy. 
listen, I am not someone who goes after people just because they have numbers or big followers or things mm-hmm. like that. I people who are genuinely talented and or have an interesting story to tell. And mm-hmm. at, and from rapper to rapper, like, you're dope as fuck. So Thank you so much. I honestly really appreciate that. And that means a lot coming from you because I feel like people like you, y'all have a really good, like, ear. And y'all know what's good and what's not. Thank you so much. And I, you know, I love bars. I love lyrics. I love syllables. I love mm-hmm. wordplay. And you mm-hmm. bring all to the table so I was impressed from the first thing that I heard from you so I was like yeah you've got to come on the show thank you so much oh my god can I ask what 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 exactly was the first thing that you heard from me it was a video on your channel um I can't remember what the bar was but I'm gonna go to your page and actually go to the video and just play it It was it broken silence maybe um it yes yes it was Okay, period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 so I was like, ah, oh, talent, talent. <laughs> Thank down. you so much. Absolutely. Now, tell my audience, who is Juju Andan? Okay, first, so the people that don't know me, hi, everyone. Hi to the listeners, to the people that's, you know, viewing, watching. Um, I go by the name of Juju Andan. If you don't know who Juju Andan is, Juju Andan is a person that brings all around nothing more or less than actual talent. Um, I've been writing music since I was around the age of like 10, but I have been recording my own music, self-taught at the age of five. Um, I'm from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, And I always had a passion and I always had an ear for music. Um, I get it from my dad. He's my only inspiration. really more so he just put he just put a microphone in and some headphones on me and he said we're finna do this let's get to work and then next day you know i've been doing it ever since that is freaking awesome i love that thank you thank you besides your father were there anybody else that made you pick up a pen and start writing um i can't really say that because of the fact that uh around the time like i was like my dad is like really like he was really like into music in a way so like when he made music the only person that he listened to was myself so i took that and i ran with it and was like you know what if i make music the only person that i'm gonna listen to is myself and believe it or not if you go to my apple music or or any other platform i'm probably like the number one listen to person on that list like i like I don't, I don't really, and I don't really want to sound like big headed or like cocky and uh, overconfident when I say that I only listen to myself and I'm my only inspiration, but I can't help to say that because of the fact that it's the actual truth, if you know what I mean. Like, um, I don't know. It's just like, I inspire myself all the time. Like people, people even get tired of me listening to my own stuff. Listen, I listen to my own music too. So I get it. Like there are mm-hmm. just things that I'm never going to let go of because I'm like, bitch, you wrote the fuck out of that. Sorry. Like, right, like you, like, I be I be thinking to myself, like, you really, like, hey, I be shocking my own self. I be shocking my own damn self. Can I curse? Am I allowed to curse? Please and thank you. Yes, we okay, curse. Yeah, okay, period. Awesome. I be, I be, like, I literally gas my own head up to the point where it's just like, but it's like that when you have, like, actually good music and you're not making music just because and this is something that you actually want to do, you can't help but to listen to yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out here that's you know rapping so and so and so, but they're not doing what you do. 
And that's right. what I like about me. Exactly. What type of music did your dad make? My type of, the type of music that my dad made, he was um, more of like, uh, he was like a more of a spoken word type rapper. Love. And that, it, that, yeah, that also influenced him to like, started to write songs for other people. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but people like, there's people like, he knows Left Eye Sister. He Raindrop. was working with. Yeah, Raindrop. He worked with her on a song called, I, I think it was called, um, it was some, Rock the Riddle. That's the name of the song. I think it's it's out somewhere. Not only he helped wrote the song, he's actually featured on the song. Um, yeah, so he started so he started making songs for other people. Actually, almost got signed too. Um, but yeah, um, uh, later on down the line, he started writing like poetry and stuff, and that's just that's just the lane he decided to like stick with. I love that. I love a most deaf, lyrical, common type of rapper. Oh, that's my type of rap. That's my yes. Love that. Yes. What's the number one thing that your dad taught you? The number one thing that my dad taught me is no matter who is in your ear telling me to not do something, it's, it's highly recommended that you go do it. Like that, that's the one thing that like stuck out to me. Like, need I remind you, like, I don't, I don't really have a relationship with my father, but the conversations that we do have is definitely like motivational in a way to the point where it's just like, it's, you know, I'm bound to keep going because of the conversations that we have. So the um, main thing that he taught me was to keep going no matter, no matter who tell you to stop, no matter who supports you at the end of the day, you know what you're doing and you know that you have a purpose and you know that, you know, this is something that you want to do. So go out and do it. 10 million percent. Yes. Can you describe the first time that you felt talented? Um, the first, oh my God, this is actually a really good talent. This is actually a really good question. The first time that I actually like felt talented or felt like I, like this is something that I always wanted to do was definitely when I heard my first song or when, when, I, record, when I recorded my first song. I recorded my first song when I was around like six or whatever the case may be even though that it was like even though that it was like really really bad because i was at a really young age mm -hmm. i had fun recording it i had fun editing it on my own i had like i had it's like i had so much fun and it was to the point where i wasn't i wasn't even the only one playing it over and over and over there was a lot of people in my neighborhood playing it saying this kid is this kid actually got something this kid actually you know he's you know he got he got a spark that's when I noticed that I was like talented for the first time because of the fact that somebody else told me and they wasn't they wasn't even being like, you know, they wasn't lying. I don't think they I don't think they were lying, at least because that made me <laughs> I would hope they weren't lying because at the same time, it made me feel good. Mm. Nice. Yes. What's your writing process like? My writing process is more so like, OK, Right now, cause I, before I didn't, I knew, before I knew there were like beats on YouTube, like free for nonprofit, cause I used to produce my own. Yeah. Before I knew that there was like, you know, beats out there in the world or whatever the case may be. I always wrote first mm. and then make a beat that goes with the verse that I written. Now I'm at an age where it's like, okay, I don't know, I wanna write something, 
but I don't know how I'm gonna like come like on the song. So I look for a beat. I find a beat from YouTube or a beat stars or whatever the case may be, find it. I, as soon as I find the one that I've been looking for, and as soon as I find my sound or whatever the case may be, I process the beat in my head, download it. Next thing you know, start writing it. Then after I write it, I go in this car and I record it. Sweet. Yeah. Do you remember your first 16? Do I remember my first 16? Um, actually, no, I don't. And I really wish I did. I like, I, before I was junior, before I was Juju and then I was King Jr. Um, okay. I, and in that King Jr. era, I don't really like remember like all of the songs that I've recorded while I had that stage name. So I can say that, you know, no, I don't think I remember like any 16, any of my first 16 bars from that era. Okay, nice. So how about this then? What's the realest thing you've written so far? The realest thing that, and I'm really happy that you said, I'm really happy that you asked me this question. Believe it or not, the realest thing that I've ever written in my opinion, in my opinion, mm-hmm. would have to be Broken Silence. Love that song. Because of the fact that, you know, I just feel like there's so much that I had to say that I never said yet in any of my songs. So mm-hmm. even though that, even though I, have this persona where I'm just like you know bragging about the where I am or I'm just like here in your face with it at the same time there is views that I pointed out in that song where I talked about people as far as the people that I came across or watched in the industry so I expressed that in the song and I expressed how I feel about me in the song but the whole point of the song was to express how I feel about the industry as a whole. So I feel like okay. that's the that's the really song that I've ever read. Okay, I love that. Thank you. So that makes me want to ask, what's the realest verse that you've ever heard your father spit? The realest verse that I ever heard my father spit. Um, I think it's the song. It's the song called "Ease Yourself." Um, and it had like a little, it had like a little ditty bop to it. Like he made, he like he produced that whole song. He he like he made the beat, mixed and mastered it on his own. He did his thing. Um, I feel like um, I feel like that's one of his realest verses that I ever heard from him because of the fact not only he had bars in the song, he's storytelling at the same time. Like he, there were parts where he was talking about his family tree and. Other, yeah, it's a lot of other stuff that he was talking about. I feel like that was like the realest thing that he ever like written, put out. Yeah, and it, and it is very like memorable too, in a way, because right. still to this day, me and my family members, we hear the song. We hear the song like every time we, every time we, um, meet him, every time we link up with him. That's the one of the songs that we like. That's the number one song that we play when we get into his car. I love that. So besides your dad, who's mm-hmm. in your top five? What was the question? Besides your dad, who's in your top five? 
Who is in my top five? Um, I have a lot in my top five. I have a lot of amazing artists, but the people in my top five in the underground, because that's really, besides me, the underground industry is what I listen to. There's Tell It, John okay. Skies, Logical Zay, Okay. Soul. Okay. And um, I want to be Boy Barbie. Nice. Okay, so that actually leads me to a to a question that I had later on, but I'll bring it up here. <laughs> You're an up and coming artist, so you know what's going on out here in the underground circuit, right? Mm-hmm. If you could be on the Double XL freshman cover with anyone coming up with you right now, who would be on that list with you? I feel like it would definitely be Logical Zay because, like, I feel like aside from me, Logical Zay is like definitely a triple threat when mm. it comes to the underground industry. Um, and it's like he's like definitely one of the most talented artists that I have ever came across. He he he's actually one of the first people that gave me a cosign when I came in the when I came into this like underground industry and I had like little to no people listening to my music. Like he's one of the people that like reached out for me and said reached out to me and said like yo you're like you're really dope as fuck. So I would say like him if I had to pick one. There is like a lot more that I you would can, love to see. I can say yeah okay let me talk about shit then period. So yeah. there's um tell it I would love to be on the XSL cover with tell it because I just feel like he's like his pin like his pin is like literally out of this world and I feel like people like Logical Zay, Jayling, Tell It, a lot of people overlook people like them but those are the same people that really don't have a listening ear because me I'm a like I'm a really bar heavy type person so Man. like I, I know I know bars when I hear bars mm-hmm. so Zay, Tell It, Logical Zay, Barbie, so, um, who else? Uh, Sleazy Anti. Mm. Um, who else? It's like a lot more. It's like a lot. It's so many amazing talented artists that, um, oh, it's Chasan. I live for, it's, the, it's this artist that goes by the name of Chasan. He's really, really dope to me. I really love his music. And I just came across him like, a few weeks ago, even though he's heard of me like a few months back, we just started talking and I'm just now getting into his discography. And he's a really dope and talented artist. He's definitely a lyricist and I live for a good lyricist. And I that's somebody who I would love to be on the XSL cover with. Love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. So in that line of thinking, describe the moment that you would feel that you would have made it as an artist. The moment I feel I would make that I made it as an artist, mm-hmm. I feel like you know everything is not about like the finances or any of that nature. I feel like it's about the people that are watching you in a sense. Like say for instance, um, I got noticed by a lot of people that's higher than I am as far as like um, Dolce, Trina. Um, Deli Bo, Kid Ken, uh, other like a lot of artists like those. I feel like when you have people like and their eyes are on you, 
I feel like you already made it to me. To me, I already made it. Yes, I'm not in the place where I want to be like financially, but musically, I want people to know that I'm here. So that's that's the way I would describe the, yeah. I totally get that. And I love that answer, actually. Thank you. Of course. What's been your most fulfilling moment as an artist so far? My most fulfilling moment? Oh my God, I got reposted by Dolce. I got reposted by the one and only Dolce. Um, this was around the time, like, I think she, like, just got signed by Top Dog Entertainment, the same label um, that SZA is under, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, she dropped this song called, and her, the name of the song was Crazy. I love the song. Like, I live for the song, and I feel like it's very un unique, and the video was, like, extremely different. It was out of this world. It was crazy. It went crazy everywhere on Twitter, Rap Alert. I was like, okay, I'm a fan now. Like, I live for her. So, not only I saw that video, I decided to make a remix to the song. So I found the instrumental, and when I tell you everything, like, I feel like, I feel like that's, like, I made it for real. Like, I, she saw the video, she instantly saw the video. I was at school, and I was crying, by the way. Um, I was at school, I was crying because of the fact that not only she saw the video, she liked the video, commented on the video, not once but twice, and reposted the video on her story. Um, not only that, Rap Alert um, posted it. Um, and if y'all don't know, to the people who listen, if y'all don't know who Rap Alert is, Rap Alert is just like big, gigantic um, platform where artists be and pr can promote themselves or whatever the case may be. It's like, it's like a whole like blog on Instagram. One of the biggest blogs on Instagram. Y'all should check it out. Um, but yeah, he, she saw she saw it, and that literally made my whole entire year. Like I felt like that's one of the biggest things that I've ever accomplished. Uh, uh, accomplished. Sorry. Um, not only that. Um, few months after she posted me, reposted me, or whatever the case may be. Um, I actually went live with her, and I showed her one of my unreleased songs, and. It's like, I never would have thought that it would happen. Like, it was like one of my dreams come true because at this point, not only you're my spirit animal, like I look up to you. So <laughs> when you, like, when you, when you're talking to, when you're actually talking to and on live with somebody that you look at as an idol, it's like really surreal. And Absolutely. not only she liked the song, she felt like I was taking her spotlight. Like that, that, that just like oh my gosh like that was a like surreal moment for me that's so awesome congratulations that is thank so you if you could write a verse for anyone in the industry who would it be oh oh my god <laughs> like in the underground industry or in the industry as a whole i'll let you choose okay well i'm gonna choose both so sure in the underground industry, I would say if I would, or had the opportunity, I'm not gonna say if I had to, if I had the opportunity to write a verse for somebody in the underground industry, I would definitely try writing a song for Tell It, just because of the fact that I would love to see him like 
be in someone else's shoes and if that makes sense like i want to see him like branch out and you know be open to a lot of ideas and be open-minded teller is one of the people that i would that i would write for on the ground now in the like mainstream industry i would love to like write a verse for saucy santana okay because of the fact that you know yes he makes bops and some of the bops have bars in those you know songs but at yeah. the same time i want to see Sa- saucy santana go in like i want to see him do like a bar heavy song like i don't want to like i don't really want to i don't want his whole discography to be like oh city girl this city girl that florida this florida that. i don't want to like you know Repping city by by all means. I'm not I'm not knocking him for that. But at the same time, you know, I want to see Saucy Santana like go in on these hoes for real. Like I want to yeah. see him like talk his shit in the. Mo- I want to hear wordplay, punchlines, metaphors in every single bar. So I would I love to write a verse for him. Nice. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Of course. What are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop? The current state of hip hop is such. It's, I think I feel like it's in shambles, um, <laughs> and I'm not like I honestly like I feel like it's honestly like we're like at this point it just makes me feel like we're doomed because I feel like if it's a doom, at, like yes, I yes, doom. We are doomed. Like the as far as like the bar heavy artists, the bar heavy like talented like people that are actually here for a reason like people that are actually making music because they passionate about it people that actually like make music because they have like a very large and high standard when it comes to rap mm-hmm. i feel like we like people like us people like me people like you people like tell it people like barbie people like zay like i feel like we're overshadowed we're being overshadowed by people that want to do nothing but shake ass right and like that like stuff like that pisses me off because of the fact like it's a lot of shit that goes viral that shouldn't have gone viral but i've been making music for like 13 years now and the only time i went viral was when dochi hit me up Mm -hmm. the only time so like with stuff like that it irritates me because I'm here for a reason and people who like blow up and people who like you know make all these you know songs filled with mediocrity mm-hmm. they get blown they they go viral before I do and and people hear my shit people listen to my shit like they know I'm talking I'm talking shit like they know and they hear it in my music that I have a purpose to be here. My punchlines are out of this world, not to sound cocky. Um, Talk your shit. But, <laughs> but yeah, my punchlines are like literally out of this world. And I have that like type of aggressiveness to match the energy of the lines that I say in my raps. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's why I call myself the hardest of the industry. Like, but and when that gets like, overcrowded and overshadowed and like it gets shunned by people who's looking for the summer of the year the the summer bop of the year or the 
twerk song of the year. Like I don't like I don't want to hear how much you snatching niggas and fuck fucking niggas and taking for them for all they got on every single song. Like I want to hear like like I want to like who are you? Like who are you as a person? Like who? Like I want to like that's the stuff that you know. I agree. Especially when it comes to like when it comes to nowadays when it comes to like gay rap. All I've been hearing. 75% of the time is how they're looking for scammers, how they're snatching niggas all year, um, purses, glitter, glam, all this and that. Mm. Like, I want I want the community that I'm a part of, I want them to have foots on necks at all times. More of the story hype is over talent when it should be talent over hype. I completely agree. Thank you. 10 million percent. Mm-hmm. What keeps you up at night? Um, What keeps me up at night besides my man? Hello. Um, <laughs> hey, boyfriend. Hey, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but um um uh, what keeps me up at night is my whole discography and the reason why I say that is because like if I want to like if I'm in the mood or whenever I feel like insecure in a way cuz I do have those moments where it's just like what if I'm like not good or not or at least not good enough I listen to my music as a reminder and it's just be like oh and I do that shit all night I do that shit all fucking night literally the only person like I said before the only person I listen to is myself so when I when I'm bored or when I'm insecure and when it's night I go to this Apple Music go to type in Juju Andin go to my top songs and play the first song all the way down to the last song not only I do that not only that's what keeps me up at night it shows me how much I improved over the years that I've been rapping. Okay. It shows elevation. It shows how much I've grown and how much I improved as an artist, how much my pen has been pushed. And I can honestly say that I'm definitely satisfied with where I am right now, as far as like me writing raps, my own, my emphasis on my own. Um, hello. Uh, hello. That part, that I'm on somebody. But, um, yeah, it's it shows it shows my growth. It shows my growth. So that's what that's really what I be doing all night. I live for that. I live for that. Do you want to play a game with me, really quick? I sure the fuck do. Have you heard of this or that? Oh, <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, so I'm gonna give you two choices, and you know what to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it ain't messy unless you want it to be. Then I can think of some more while we're on the spot. But okay. turn up song or emotional song? I prefer. Damn, that's a really good one. Do I have like a time limit? No, go ahead. Okay, period. Okay, so with turn up songs, you know, I, it really depends on my mood. But you know, I'm. An, I feel like. I would say emotional. And I say that because of the fact like it's a lot of things 
that is said in emotional songs that I can relate to. And that's why, like, even like even when I record shit, like the first thing that I ever want to do when I record shit is an emotional song. I don't know why, but it's just like it's like bound to happen for me. Um uh when I listen to emotional songs, it's a lot of things that's been said and, and it's a lot that, you know, it's a lot that hits home. When I listen to turn up songs, it just gives like manifestation in a way. Like this is something that, you know that I want to feel like. But with emotional songs, it's like, this is how I'm already feeling. So I prefer, I prefer emotional songs. Okay, see. Carry on. Album or EP? Um, it really like depends. Like, if you, like, I, I can see if a person like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say EP. I'm going to say EP because I feel like with a lot of artists, especially like the up and coming ones, I feel like EPs are like a cute introduction. Like uh, EPs are like, you know, it's dropped to show that, you know, I'm here and this is what you're gonna be getting from now on. Like this is, this is, this is, the, this is the side of me that you're gonna be, yeah, this is my introduction to the world. So, I prefer EPs over albums. Okay. Mixtapes with original music or jacking for beats? Um, oh my God. Okay, I feel like mixtapes, the word mix already heard, already holds a lot of weight because of the fact that mix is a part of remix. So I pre- I prefer mixtapes with, you know, beats that are already been used because of the fact that that would be the whole like it would serve its purpose so yeah love that feature or solo song feature or solo song for me I could definitely say that um I consider myself like cause I was on a I, for me I could say I'm, I'm only speaking for me um I last year I was on a cute like a cute little feature run and I like not to sound cocky but I dominated I dominated a lot of bitches top songs last year and I can definitely say that it's been very it's been a very successful year for me like feature wise so I, yeah I could definitely say um features over solo songs okay Sexy video or serious video? Um, I people ah uh, like this is really good. Fuck. Um, <laughs> sexy videos or serious videos? Um, I can say that it's a lot of shit that's been going around saying that goddamn sex sales. Um, definitely don't believe that. Um, <laughs> because of the fact that you know. There's a lot of people that out here that do sexy videos or whatever the case may be. But the difference between the people that already done it and the people that is trying to do it, the people that already done it has already done it. So the people that is trying to do it and trying to get coin and, and all this stuff for it, I feel like they're they're try hard. Mm-hmm. Like they try, they try too hard to make it out by selling sex just because they see somebody else do it 
See me, I'm more of a like uh, Eminem, Logic, Joyna Lucas type person. So I would rather them over bitches like Mariah Lynn or um, Suki Hana. No shade to her because I, I live for both of them. But um, it's people that, you know, sell sex. They already did their due deals. I'm more so focused on like the seriousness of it all. I want to focus more on the talent than your ass. I want to focus on the talent more than your titties, your twat. I want to like know, like, I want to know who the fuck you are as an artist, not because of the fact that you have a nice body. So yeah, serious videos over sexy videos. I'm right there with you. Period. Go on tour or have a residency? Mm. I don't want to go on tour. I don't want to go on tour. The fact that like, I don't know, it's something about, because I watch video, need I remind you, I haven't performed in my life still to this day. But um, when I feel like I'm ready, when I when I do feel like I'm ready, I would love to go on tour. Like I would love to go on tour. Okay, you've never performed before. I never, and that's the crazy part. Like I have never performed. Like I mean, it. Like I've been offered like so many opportunities. Like for example, um, one time I remember like it like it was like two years ago. Um, mm -hmm. one of Lil Dark's people have reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to open up for them. I said no. Simply, simply because of the fact I, I just I just felt like I wasn't ready. Like I wasn't like I felt like I wasn't ready for one, two. I mean it's a little dark. So it's a huge possibility that I'm thinking to myself like why would a faggot like me <laughs> get on stage when I know that Lil Dark's fan base is filled with a bunch of straights and I just don't want to get no like tomatoes thrown at me or not because it, like now because nowadays with fan bases like Lil Dark and NBA Young Boys and all them and all them other hosts they have this like mindset where they're not focused on the talent they're more they're more focused on the fact of who you are as a person so I feel like due to the fact that I have this talent, they won't see that. They will most so be focused on the fact that I'm gay. So was I really didn't have time for that. It was more opportunities that I had coming uh, that I um, turned down because I just felt like I wasn't ready. Do I feel like I'm ready now? Most definitely. I want to be on all these bitches next this year. I, will, I plan to be in your face this year. I want to be on your TV screen this year. I want to be in, on, on every last stage this year i want to i'm i'm like i feel like i'm definitely ready do i gotta do some like a cute little cute you know showcases and show them what the fuck i got in store first yeah but along the line yeah i want to i want to definitely yeah i want to show people that i'm here to stay and i'm in your face and i'm not getting out of it that's awesome yeah okay so be in a group or solo dolo um, I would say I'm a fair bitch, so I would say I would say solo due to the fact that I if, when I'm in a group, I don't want to like I don't want to be like the main attraction. I want everybody to like adore the group that I'm in for us, and I already know that's bound to happen. 
because you see what happened to fucking Destiny's Child. Everybody shunned Solange, Latoya Luckett, and all the other hoes. They paid attention to Beyonce more than all the mother hoes. I don't want to be that person because I'm a fair bitch and I'm, and I'm a real bitch. So I'd rather be alone than... I would rather be alone than feel alone, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Solo dolo over everything. Okay. Rap feature or a singer? Rap feature or a singer? I feel like I'm most like my... um. My strong suit, my strong suit would have to be like rap feature. Okay. My my strong suit would have to be rap feature because you know, uh, it's a lot of things. Like when it comes to like me being uh, me, me singing in the feature, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that's like me, in a way, stepping out of my comfort zone. Even though I'm already like versatile with it, um, sure. it's a lot of it's a lot of songs that people want me on as far as like R and B, pop and all this other shit of that nature. Um, but I definitely feel like when I'm like on top of my game, I already know what I'm about to bring to the table when it comes to so-and-so, it comes to like rap. So I would say rap feature, rap feature. And when it comes to your own music, if you had to get a feature on your song, would you want a rapper or a singer? I would, if I want to, um... I would definitely choose a rapper, especially if I'm doing a rap song. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing, if I'm doing a rap song, like I like when I make songs, I make and I make like you know open verses for people. I already know who I want on the song. So like, say for instance, if I make a rap song, I already know I'm gonna go to a rapper. And if I make a sing, if I make a straight full blown R and B song, I already know it's gonna be some somebody melodic on the song or a singer on the song simply because of the fact that I don't I don't think when it comes to and I'm not speaking for anybody else when it comes to me I don't see me doing a singing song and then put somebody who is gonna rap on the song like I don't think that messes real especially with my voice and the way I sing mm-hmm. so yeah okay sign to a label or stay indie Indie, indie over any fucking thing. Like I and I was, oh, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, it's a lot of people that come up to me, right? And they be like, "Oh my god, you gonna make it one day? You gonna get signed? Do 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 do." And then next thing you know, I they they don't and they be shocked when I say this shit. I don't want to get signed. I don't want to. I don't want to get signed. And it's simply because of the fact that it's already it's already shit that you have to do right. in order to get officially signed. Like as far as having fake internet beef with a bitch, or you would have to change your appearance. One thing about me, I'm not finna change a motherfucking thing for no bitch. I'm not finna, I'm not finna change myself. I'm not finna change who I am as a person. I'm not gonna change how I look. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, I'm, I wear, I go outside in bonnets and I still get respected. So the fact that you're coming at me and you're saying that you're, we're gonna, we're gonna change this about you. No, no, fuck no. Like, I'm not gonna, like, no. For a couple hundred thousand dollars? Absolutely not. No. T. I would rather, I would rather take care of my own masters 
on my on all my royalties on on all my songs rights all my songs choose my own brand deals how I want to choose them and so on and so forth so I choose indie period get your body done or stay natural I would rather stay natural I would rather like um it's bad enough that you know because okay I would say something before I met my man like I was like really like insecure with how I look because I just feel like you know all these niggas doing me all these niggas do me wrong look is it because of like is it because of the fact that I'm ugly or is it because like what I, am, I, am I not like is cute or as sexy as everybody else that you see on the internet or what and then I met him and he's he just he made me like feel like you know there's nothing wrong with me like I'm perfectly fine the way I am so I would definitely say that I would definitely stay natural. Um, and I can also say that if people, like I'm not knocking nobody hustle. If that if that's what you want to do, if you want to get a BBL, if you want to, you know, do, that's cute. Do what you want. But only certain people can pull it off. So, and I'm, I feel, yeah, and I definitely feel like I'm not the type of bitch to pull it off. Okay. <clears throat> buy jewelry or buy property? buy jewelry or buy property um I would definitely say buy property because jewelry is definitely temporary jewelry is more temporary than, than property if anything um I feel like you know with with jewelry it just like comes and goes like say if you like you buy you buy this jewelry the next day, you know, you lose it. It's never popping up. I prefer I prefer the property over the jury. Right there with you. There I am. Right there with you. Um, if you could get anybody on a song today, if you could just make the call, send the bag, who would you get on your next single? I worked with so many people. <laughs> I worked with so many people to the point where I don't even let okay, let's see. And so I work with man. Oops. No, I'm <laughs> Okay, so um it's a it's a lot of people that I work with. Um I would definitely work with I would love to work with 7D. Like okay. I wanna know, I wanna know how a Juju ending and seven deep collab with sound. If not seven deep, Cali M. I feel like Cali M is one of the hardest gay battle rappers on the face of planet fucking Earth. Fuck this underground. I feel like that bitch Cali M is already up there. I feel like Cali M is like he has it. Like he has the whole package. I would love to work with him. I would love to work with Cali. I live for Cali. I don't think he knows that I live for him, but I live for him. As much as I live for Seven too. But um, you know, I would actually love to have both of them on the motherfucking song. It's really no shade. Well, Cali M Seven Deep, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening, I just want to let y'all know how much I live for y'all, and I am in the process of working on an album. So hit the bitch up. Thank you. 
And while you in the process of hitting people up, hit me up too and come on the show. And you know what? I definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that for you. Definitely hit this bitch right here up. This, this bitch right here. See, I live for her. Y'all should hit her up. Seven Deep and Cali M. Boom. Thank you so much, babe. Now do me a favor and put together your dream tour. If you could My once again make drop the bag. Give me five people that you want to take on tour right now. Five people that I would love to take. I always told my bitches this. Fuck this mainstream shit. I don't really want to like, because, you know, they already doing shit that I manifested that I'm going to do. So mm -hmm. fuck them. They already killing shit. Boom, bam, pow. The person, the people, the five people that I would love to take on tour with me. And I always told them this. I always told them if, if I ever blow up, and I go on tour, all of you bitches are coming with. Like, everybody that I consider, like, a, one of my, like, real friends that I got close to, you're coming with me on, the, on my fucking tour. I would say, Logical Zay. T. Tell it. T. Xavier. I don't know you who is. He goes by the name of Xavier, a.k.a. Draco. I live for him. Okay. Um... Logical Zay, tell it, Draco. Mm, boy Barbie. And Solomon. Yeah, so. Nice. Okay. I had to choose wisely. I had to choose really wisely. <laughs> uh, you can ready to get some text messages when this come out, Chad. <laughs> A whole <laughs> paragraph, bitch. <laughs> I do. Um, what do you want your lasting impression on the music industry to be? My last big impression, I just really want the last big impression. That's a really great and deep question. Um really all I wanted all I wanted to do was leave my mark on on this on this city like I really want to I really want to leave my mark on my city for real like I want everybody in my city to be proud of me I want to have a key to my city I want I like I want all of that I really I really do like I want my family to be proud of me I want everybody that I look up to underground and mainstream to be proud of me like I want that like I want it to be like really really big like I want it to be like you know as soon as I make it up there all my comments filled with everybody I decided to like either have a conversation with even either manifest it to work with I want all of them to be there and be like go Jew I'm proud of you Jew like I want like that's like I want to that's what I yeah most definitely that's awesome thank you so let's say we're doing this again in five years, right? Let's say mm -hmm. that we're doing their interview five years from now. And I ask you, so what's been going on since the last time I talked to you? What do you think you're going to tell me that you've been doing? I'm going to say that it's been so many times that I've been on the Billboard music charts that I can't even count. Um, I have so many plaques wrapped up in my closet that I didn't even hang up yet. Um, I definitely just left Nicki Minaj's studio um, and we just worked on a cute little something something. Um, I just 
definitely got off tour with Lizzo. Um, hey, girl. And hey, Lizzo, how you doing? Um, hey, girl. Definitely. Yes, I was. De- I definitely just got done um, filming the Terrell show with along with Coco Jones and Destin Conrad, and I'm just living it up. I'm just living my dream that I always wanted to live. That is fucking awesome. That sounds Thank fun. You. Thank you. It's, it's real, like 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 when you visualize the city in your head, like oh yeah, this is about to happen. It's gonna happen. Hell yeah. Most definitely. I'm like, I'm speaking that into the fucking universe. Like, I will, like, me, like, I always have, I always been saying this. Like, I will be best friends with Dolce, Baby Tate, Nikki, Bia. I will, I'm like, I'm friends with all of them. All of them live for me. Like, I want all of them. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Cool. And I manifest that for you. Thank you so much. Of course. What have you learned about yourself from doing music? I learned I learned about what I learned about myself from doing music. I feel like what I learned about myself is the more I think about it and the more I sit here and write and listen to my own shit, I'm really I'm definitely a triple threat. I'm definitely somebody that should not be like reckoned reckoned with or messed with or I'm something that I'm some I'm something that doesn't deserve to be overlooked. I'm something that definitely doesn't deserve to be like, you know, paid or shunned or like like paid dust and shit. Like I'm somebody that's like I'm a fucking star. Absolutely. I realized I I told I like I told myself that I'm a fucking star. Like the the more I sit there and listen to my whole discography, including my unreleased shit, I realized that I'm a fucking boss. I'm 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 talented as fuck, raw as fuck. I'm genuine as fuck, and that literally shows in my music. Like I'm definitely somebody that will make it. Not only have the dream of making it, but will. I'm absolutely with you on that. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. What- what has the industry taught you about people? Everybody's so weird. <laughs> like a lot of like it's a lot of people that I came across that's just like so weird. Especially when I like especially when I like build some type of connection. And I'm not even I don't even want to say no names. But um let's just say let's just say that because I'm a professional and I'm a real bitch. I'm not even going to do that to her. But I can say, let's just say that I've been friends with somebody for a very long time. And we we had the same, we have the same goal. And that goal is to like make it out in this in this underground industry. We want to be, we want us to be mainstream together, this and the third. Um, next day, you know, let's just say whole, whole time I'm being genuine with somebody, they're being strategic with me. Mm. So it kind of like found out, I found out that the bitch was talking about me on group chats talking about like just like downplaying and degrading my name and I'm just sitting here like it's, if you really think if if I'm really thinking about it I look dumb as fuck I, I'm, I'm definitely humiliated and I'm embarrassed because this, this is the same bitch that I co-signed and this is the same bitch that I brought into this underground industry and this is the same bitch that I gave flowers to 
especially when people really didn't even like this person and that I was like I was like there like as a friend I was defending the bitch name I even consider her a, a family member so the fact that she out here like it, you know talking shit about somebody like why you like it's like at this point why are you biting the hand that feds you so never again learn my lesson before um it's like the more you sit back and watch all these underground underground industry hoes like literally all of them you notice how lame as fuck they are like like people are really like if not finding reasons to have problems with you they're definitely like talking about you behind the scenes and it's a lot of people it's a lot it's a lot of people that i know that talk about me behind the scene which is really insane that's why I, that's why i really have a hard time with like as far as like networking with other artists because like the shit that i've been through with the in, with the underground industry hoes that i do know the shit that i've been through with them i wouldn't want to experience again mm-hmm. i would hate to experience again i don't want to experience again why well, try to find happiness in the same place you lost it? Hello. Ooh, Hello. Hey, boy. Period. Yeah. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from music? The biggest lesson that I learned from music? Um, move when you're ready, not when somebody's ready for you to move. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there's a lot of people... Like when I came in the underground, I can tell you, I can tell you this now. Even I knew that my mixing was terrible, my mastering was horrible, um, the bars were there, but the fact that it was mixed and mastered wrong, it just made the whole song overall like so bad. I knew that. I knew that. And I knew that I had time to improve. And it sounds a lot better now. But during the midst of that, there were bitches coming at me saying, Oh, you need to do this with your vocals, this, that, and the third. I'm just like, baby, shit like this don't happen overnight. Like you, you telling, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I, and I, and even I know what you're telling me. Like I, like I know all this shit. So tell me something that I, at least tell me something that I don't know. Can't say I, I, I can't rap because you're lying. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's people coming at me talking about my mixing and mastering, telling me what basically what I already know. I like, I know I'm just trying to like take my time with it, especially if I record on the software that I'm just now starting to use. So of course, over time, like I'm gonna get better at it. So just like, instead of like, you know, criticizing me and bashing me about how I sound, like just be patient with me, like bear with me. And it's not, it's not even um that when I say, um moving already not with somebody ready for me to move I also mean like you know as far as like release dates mm-hmm. or rollouts or anything of that nature I don't like you know do what your gut and your like how your brain works listen to that instead of the outside world I totally get that yeah totally get that what's your philosophy um and I'm gonna be a real bitch. If I knew what that word meant, I would definitely answer on the spot. <laughs> and in layman's terms, it means what is like your motto for your life? What's the thing that you live by? 
um grind if i could say it in one word i would say grind sure like i feel like i see a lot of people that you know a lot it's a lot of people that gets every they get everything but it's handed to them i don't want to be that type of person so I want to go out here and I want to get it out on my own. I would never ask for like any type of handouts when it comes to like music or whatever the case may be. I want to get it on my own. I want to make it on my own. Like I want to like I want to like I want to book my own shit. I want to like I want to do everything by myself. I don't want anybody else to do it for me. I don't ever want I don't ever want anybody to like you know hand me anything or or make it make somebody feel like they did a certain thing for me. I want to do what I what I gotta do to make sure I do it for myself. So if I could say the one word, I would say grind. I love that. Yeah. Totally love that. Thank you. You said earlier that you were working on an album. Oh damn, you caught that? <laughs> I did. I caught that. I did caught that. <laughs> period, period. Yes, 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 it is true i am working on my first ever album as juju and i am coming out with my first album and it's coming out this year the album is called chosen one um it's called chosen one because that's exactly what the fuck i feel like i am um but it's not only that like the whole album overall it's just it symbolizes nothing more or less than manifestation like I want like I this is I'm talking about what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna be who is the person that I'm gonna become but at the same time it is my point of views being talked about where I'm talking about people in the industry or how I feel as a person or what I'm going through talking about my life story talking about you know where I want to be but not where I want to be but where I'm going to be so that symbolizes the whole album. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Um, it's definitely one of my best bodies of work. There, yes, there was contemplating. I was contemplating on whether I should even bother putting a project out mm. because, especially since last year. Since last year, I've been very consistent with as far as like dropping music. Like I've literally been like dropping like two, three songs like every month. So it was just like, okay, I'm gonna let the girls like breathe for like just a little bit. Like, cause it was, it was supposed to, it was definitely supposed to come out last year. But this year I made a few changes. I want nothing but legendary people on my album. So I'm making a lot of changes as far as like putting, you know, artists that even you know, like tell it on the album. Um, I wanna put people like Jay Ling on the album. Um, I wanna put people like, you know, Callie M. Like, I want them to be on this body of work because I feel like they can relate to the whole album as a whole. Like, everybody that's, like, I put, like, people like Tell It, Kelly M, and Jaylene, I put them to, like, a higher pedestal to the point where I don't even look at them as people that are part of the underground industry. So mm -hmm. I feel like they can relate to what I'm saying as far as, the, like, the album as a whole. So I would love to have people like them on it. But yeah, it is coming out this year, tomorrow, just to like some of that. Sweet. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to share with me and my audience that I didn't cover in this interview? Um, 
Hmm. That's a really good. That's a really good question because I just like it's a lot that I want to say. Um, <laughs> um, I actually don't want this to, just to be an interview. I want this to be a conversation as well because I feel like you know it's a it's a lot of people that out that's out here doing interviews and they're asking nothing but questions, nothing more, nothing else, no, nothing more, nothing less. They're just out here like answering the questions. Next thing you know, the interview is over. They said their goodbyes. Follow me on so and so. Boom. But at this point, I feel like I really live for you, and I feel like I'm comfortable enough to have a conversation with you. So my question, one of my questions to you, sure, is, what is like? Because I know you probably had some experience in the industry as well. Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the industry? Like with with like people as a whole, like with like the artists as like the people that you come across. What are your thoughts on them? Um, I've had a couple experiences in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, one is actually happening as we're having this conversation. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Um, yeah, but it's not nothing crazy. I just like I was looking for a song that I was on that I wanted to send you, but now I can't find the song anywhere. But we'll oh, but yeah so whatever but um but i think for me i what i took from it was i have to work on being more open to being collaborative right i think for me it's like i'm down to work with people but i am sometimes i feel like I don't know if I'm hard to work with or if I just don't understand people's vibes sometimes. Sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to mesh with other people's vibes because when it works, it works. And then when it doesn't, it doesn't. doesn't. But yet I feel like I'm an adaptable artist where I could work Mm -hmm. with anything, right? And I think that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast because Mm -hmm. I wanted to show that I could have a conversation with anyone, right? Right. Um, so, you know, the the um, times that it didn't work in music, um, I appreciate the opportunity. Like, it's not like I have a negative feeling about that person. It's just the it's just that the song didn't work the way that I wanted it to. And right. then when it did work, it was so magical. I could work with them all the time, but. I think that's really it. I think that it's made me realize what a self-starter I am, what an independent uh-huh. I am, um, what a loner I can actually be. Right. But <laughs> it does make me appreciate people who are like-minded as well. Right. So yeah, I think if that answers your question. Yeah. Any- see, see me, see me personally. You, you are better than me. Because I like, like I, as I said it before, I, like I have like a really hard time with like, as far as like networking with people because of the fact that you know there are people out there that you know that they do what I do, but they don't do it how I do it. So it's mm-hmm. like I don't really like, I don't really like contacting people or asking them to like get in, get in those songs because they they might not like, you know, mess with me or even bother working with me because of what I bring to the table. So I could definitely understand you with that. And with this whole podcast thing, which I'm I'm very proud of you. You know what's crazy? This is something that I actually would like love doing. I had a podcast before, but Mm -hmm. I honestly would want to bring that back 
sure. because of the fact like but the only reason why me and you would have different reasons as to do it because I I would feel like like this is my way of like like this will make like take my mind off writing music for the moment because of the fact that there'll be times where I have writer's block even though I have writer's block I still want to do something somebody's calling me um but um some yeah there'll be times where I just be wanting to like you know talk to people but like not only that I want to like I want to record like every single thing that we you know I want to I want I feel like the conversations that I have with artists Mm -hmm. I feel like they deserve to be heard so that I always wanted to build a podcast where it's just like based off like and shit like that mm-hmm. because I just I just live for a good unity I just live for a good unity moment like I, I love when like gay artists like me they come together and they you know we work on something together so I want to give them like a platform uh, and you know just talk about what we both love doing talk about the same goals that we have which is music I'm totally here for that I think you should do that um, Thank you. I think I was, and I was thinking about it for a, a, like a long minute. And to be honest, I relate to the reasoning why you want to do the podcast a lot more than you mm-hmm. think. You know, I put out a mixtape in like 2020, right? And it was the experience was good recording it, but getting it done and put out was kind of hectic and crazy. So I actually ended up putting it out unmastered and kind of just rearranging the um, title to to accommodate for that. But um, it just it really kind of scarred me in a way. But then I also mm-hmm. haven't really had that much to say since then. Not. Mm-hmm. The- not anything that I felt like was of any importance, but then I also haven't really had the opportunity to record music. Like I have a whole follow-up EP to that project that I have written and like ready to go, but- And I gotta, I, after this interview, I definitely gotta get into your mug. I definitely have to get into your discography because I just feel like, you know, you know, bar heavy people recognize bar heavy people. So, and sauce recognize sauce. So I definitely feel like you should send me some music over and I could definitely look like I, I want to look into you. Like I definitely want to look into you. Just check your DMs. It's already there. Oh, you was already ahead of the game, girl. I live. Yeah, I mean, you know, you brought it up. Like we like we got into the underground conversation. I was like, well, you know, I like to just check in with the girls and just see what they think. See if I should, you know, pick my pan back up at some point when I make time. But what the thing about relating to you was that a part of the reason why I do this podcast is like kind of to give myself an excuse of why I'm not doing music. Exactly. Because exactly. I live. Yes. That's the, I definitely agree. It's definitely part of the reasoning. It's like, well, I do a podcast, you know, I release episodes five days a week. I do interviews seven days a week. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time to do music. Now I really have an excuse of why I don't do music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I live you just like you just like you you rap in your spare time but as far as you and you being a, you being a businesswoman this in this this podcast is where you go yeah but like I do need to get a fucking hobby so like maybe <laughs> but like maybe maybe rap can actually be my hobby yeah yeah 
full-time host, part-time rapper. I live. Absolutely. Like, I think that, you know, I want to eventually have radio be my day job and like be the thing that I do for the next 30 years of my life and, you know, be a host in radio and like mm-hmm. host radio for reality shows and do you know different things of that nature but I do still want to like have my era and still have you know like my like like still you know still get in the booth and still you know right you know what I'm saying like 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 I still want to jump in and do the thing like I always want to have my Angie Martinez moment like no shame (laughs) I want to have my Angie Martinez moment (laughs) I just want to have my run then I want to get in and get out like, I don't want to, you know, I ain't trying to, I, I'm here to be the greatest, be the queen or the king or the, you know. Right, or, exactly, exactly. Like, I ain't to be the in-between or none of that. I'm just trying to get in, show y'all that I can rap, and then get out and then just go talk to the rappers on my show. Boom. And I definitely see, do you, you ever you ever thought about, like, um applying for, like, radio, like, jobs, like, as far as, like, you know, let's, like, say, for instance, like, you applied to be a part of, like, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, or, or any um, Ebro in the Morning or the Breakfast Club. You ever thought about doing like stuff like you ever thought about doing stuff like that, like and, and like making a really big and good coin off of it? Because I definitely see that for you. Because you asked so many good questions this whole entire interview, and you got me like I was like when I tell you, bitch, I'm I'm currently in this car talking to you. I was tensed up, bitch. The more we started talking, the more I loosened up and the more I got comfortable mission accomplished because that's really what I want my interviews to feel like 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 I want you to walk away feeling like you just sat on the phone with your nosy ass friend for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's really what I want to feel like like have you ever seen the boondocks yes I love the boondocks oh my god my favorite episode is is the attack of the killer kung fu wolf bitch when that's my shit that's literally my favorite episode like oh my god I always say that my podcast, if like I was Tashina Arnold, <laughs> of your Bluetooth, the one that was talking shit the whole time to her when she, yes. when she was on the phone. Yeah, yes. I'm like, what you need to do is go back in there and torture <laughs> him until he proposes. That's me. Oh my God, and I feel like Luda, bitch. I'm totally that girl. Like, I'm the one that's like, you what? You better not give him no booty. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally that girl. So yeah. that's what I want to like feel like, you know, we just like, like we're Luna and, and the friend that just got off the phone and just turned <laughs> in mom ass conversation. And like, you, you, like I slick want you to forget you're being interviewed a little bit. Uh-huh. And, that, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, oh my gosh. Well, well, my last question for you before I release you back into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you, what you have coming next, and all the things that you want to promote? Well, y'all can find me on Instagram, the letter I, the letter M, Juju Andin, that's J-U-J-U-A-N-D-E-N, across all platforms as far as YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, your mother's uh, stopwatch, Juju Andin. Um, literally on TikTok, Juju Andin, everywhere else. 
You know what? Just Google me. I'll be there. Just do Andin. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I love that. And on that note, guys, that has been our show. Juju has places to be, coins to collect, cash to Hello. check. <laughs> I'm a so, go-getter. You got no cheddar. That. Okay. okay, catch bars and clock tea. Y'all don't want Hello. You. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Juju Andin, for blessing the pod today. Thank you so much, thank bro. Thank you so much for being, like, thank you so much for choosing me. Like, when I would, like, when I got the message, I wasn't, that's the message that I wasn't even expecting. But, like, as soon as you, as soon as you got off live with me, um, and as soon as, like, 30 minutes later, like, after I got the message, I was like, is this like really happening right now? It because is. like I like I watched the shit that you like. I literally like I listened to the podcast, especially Teller's interview. Teller's interview was definitely one of my favorites. And the fact that I'm even like was I was asked to even be a part of this, like this means a lot to me. And I'm really happy for you and I'm proud of your success of the, of the show. And I'm really thank you so much for letting me like come on here and let me talk my shit just a little bit. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means the world to me. You're welcome. Well, I want to let let you know that you're officially a friend of the show. So whenever you want to come back, let me know. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. When you finally drop the album, wink, wink. Um, there he is. You know, when you finally join a reality show, wink, wink. You know, mm-hmm. wink, wink, wink. Drop the clothing line, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> we'll be in touch. So I won't we be too will, hard. We will. So absolutely, come back on anytime. Or if you want to just come back on and shoot the shit, come back on anytime. Period. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I want to remind you guys, as I do every episode, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Bring the realness, girl. (laughs) Period. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Hello.